0: All right, welcome back to Movie Cinema Film. We're
1: back. It's been a long time, Jordan. We took a little bit of a break.
0: Yeah, a little hiatus. We've gotten busy. I've been dealing with some health issues. It's been
1: Everyone, send Jordan some good vibes. Yeah. Thoughts I, and prayers. I think Thoughts we turned prayers. a corner. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yay. We'll see. We'll see. The spring has arrived and jordan's health is on the upswing so
0: yes yes everything gets better in the spring yes it's also a birthday season for movie cinema film
1: yes we have so many birthdays coming up me and jordan are going to be turning another year older
0: yes it is very exciting Uh, The springtime is great, and I think it's because I was born into this world in the spring.
1: Exactly. We are the reason for it.
0: And I have seasonal depression because of it.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: My body was just like, what is this cold? All of a sudden, I knew the world is spring.
1: Right. Exactly. It's off-putting. But anyways, we're talking about Captain Marvel today, the latest in the Marvel Universe
0: Another superhero film for you mainstream people.
1: Yay. And this one is starring a woman.
0: Huh. <laughs> OMG.
1: What? Women can have powers too. I agree. Yeah. So uh, if this is your first movie cinema film episode, you might not know that we usually recommend movies.
0: Yeah, you guys are very confused right now.
1: Yeah, you're like, what's going on? Who are you? My name's uh, Leah.
0: I'm Jordan Freed.
1: And we are artists, artistes,
0: movie experts.
1: Yeah, we are involved in the entertainment industry here in New York.
0: Raised on Netflix.
1: Raised on everything, man. Because we we're like the generation. We're like we're the generation that went from blockbuster or VHS, blockbuster, Netflix, streaming
0: we're just renaissance persons right that's what you are if you're a millennial person you're a renaissance person because nobody wants to pay you for anything so you have to do like 20 different things
1: i have so many jobs it's like it's it's ridiculous i (laughs) don't even know i'm doing my taxes right now which is hilarious you must
0: have like (laughs) 20 1099s
1: (laughs) i have that but i also have my own business which i have to figure out how to do that which is so so much fun especially for me who's very math challenged oh my so, god yeah i could be getting back 10 million dollars or five dollars i really don't know so
0: if you got back 10 million dollars that would mean you were making a fair amount of money right right and
1: that would mean i'm making a lot
0: that's a large a scale for your princess business
1: yeah <sighs> that would be hilarious if that happened let's Suddenly. get it there yeah let's do it
0: i'm gonna plug Leah's Princess Business. It's amazing. Thank you. Once Upon a Time, Princess.
1: Once Upon, upon a, a Princess Parties. <laughs> Once Upon a
0: Princess Parties.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. They're wonderful.
0: I went to one. Um, I've never really met a princess or a prince before, and I was pretty stunned by the experience.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I felt
0: some, some magic that I have never felt before.
1: That's how it really is. So if you have a child. And you're having a birthday party you might want to have us over And think
0: about your kids like they don't know how bad the world is so they'll just see this and be like yes this is what the world is give them that
1: (laughs) we're a character entertainment company so we come to your house or wherever you're having your party and we have all these different amazing party packages and it's so much fun and it really is magical and it's just really fun to make kids happy as your business hey
0: if you're a babysitter let the parents know that there's <laughs> something that they're missing out on and their kids are worse because they don't have
1: it. <laughs> right. Worse off, for sure. Yes. And we so we bring uh, the magical theme park experience to your front door. And you can find us at com. And thank you for that plug, Jordan. Hey, what
0: if we're over the border in New York that's, in Rockland County?
1: That's 100% fine. We do that all the time. We travel.
0: Whoa!
1: Yep. So... Sometimes if you're further away, there's travel fees, but within 15 miles of uh, Saddle River, New Jersey, there are no fees. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah, so uh, we did a party on Tuesday, actually, which is an unusual day for parties, but we do them all. And I was uh, our our Queen Elsa-inspired character, the Snow Queen, and I was walking up the stairs <laughs> of the house and these kids were banging so hard on the picture window of the house that i thought it was going to break and when i say screaming i mean shrieking like from the depths of their soul and it's like can you remember ever being like that passionately excited about something that you have to just scream and like make noise
0: yeah Seeing David Wright from the Mets dugout. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. No, no, no. That this is their David Wright. Like this is their, uh, you know, their idol. And it's just so sweet. Like how much they love her. Like they love her so much. Like they can't contain it. It's just really, it's just wonderful. But thank you for that. So yeah, there are a lot of these companies that have superheroes. So maybe uh, we could do a segue like that. Because i was thinking of maybe having some soon. So maybe I should have a Captain Marvel inspired lady.
0: Whoa. That'd be cool, right? Yeah. I would be very down. Could I play Thor? Would Actually, you bleach my hair?
1: <laughs> you would need to you would need to gain about fifty or forty pounds of muscle. I would do it. Yeah.
0: No no no, honestly. Really? <laughs> no, like <laughs> legit.
1: <laughs> no, because Am then, I too
0: small to play Thor? I don't want you Would to... the kids not believe that a five foot six man could be a superhero? <laughs> well the thing is I don't Unless want Unless he's to... Paul Rudd and ageless.
1: Right. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to bulk up like that because then you couldn't play a Flynn Rider-inspired character, which I prefer.
0: Admit it. I have to play Lord Farquaad.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. You really do. He really does look like Flynn Rider, you guys. Google it.
0: Check me out on the internet. Yeah. Google Flynn Rider, Jordan Freed. Yeah. Get it buzzing. I'm going to play him in the live reboot of whatever he's from.
1: Mm-hmm. In fact, we once had a comedian come up to the bar where me and Jordan were working at Rhino and tell Jordan that he was too good-looking to be a comedian. <laughs>
0: Not to boast, but I've had that multiple times. (laughs) But, like, I'm too good looking to be a comedian, but, like, I'm too bad looking to be, like, good looking. Like, I feel like I should be, like, an Applebee's (laughs) waiter.
1: You're too, you just said you're too bad looking to be good looking. Well, that's what you hear in this business. Like, you always hear, like, oh, you're, you're like, she's too pretty for that or she's not pretty enough for that. I'm like, what is the right amount of pretty for you?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. That's why it's all about connecting Mm
1: -hmm. you know what's what is a pretty creature
0: um the feline a cat a cat that's right and there is a cat predominant whoa sorry about that guys (laughs) a little little burpy today (laughs) excuse me sorry leah it's okay
1: we're all human beings here i think or maybe you're from that planet wait what is that called that is that starts with a k that captain marvel the planet like they're Krulls or something. Oh, you? I don't Krull? know. Krull? Is that it? I
0: know nothing about superhero fantasy, so this review is going to be...
1: We both saw the movie, <laughs> I swear. I just don't... What is... Was she a... Kr-
0: it just I... all goes over my head when they say, like, comic booky things. No, 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 like, totally. Like, all of a sudden, like, I'm just like, yep. ah, I don't really care. I'll Any... just know that whatever that word is, is that thing.
1: Any space things or... If it, it's funny because if it's a movie about space or set in space, if it's like Gravity or Interstellar or something like that, like I get it, I'm, I'm like in for the space stuff. But space stuff in Marvel movies, as soon as I hear the words or like the coordinates or something, I'm just like, nope, I'm <laughs> I'm out.
0: I'm a completely visual learner, so that just goes in my head and goes out the other ear when that happens. Well, that's good that you know
1: that about yourself. You can yeah, like...
0: like in order to focus on like listening to something, I have to be like very tuned in.
1: Jordan got me a Starbucks today, guys. I just want to say thank you.
0: We have a lot of perks here at the Rhino Comedy Podcast Network. Right. Sometimes you get coffee.
1: Sometimes. Yep. Sometimes. And it's great. So one thing we do every episode is we recommend movies that are somehow related to the movie that we saw. So if you've seen Captain Marvel or even seen the trailer, you know. That there's a there's, cat. There's a cat, for sure. I don't remember the cat's name. Spoiler.
0: Cooper? Sorry about that. There's a cat.
1: Yeah. Cooper is the cat's name? Or... Uh,
0: I don't know. We I don't, hope so. We did see Inspired it. Inspired by Twin Peaks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, actually, if you named your cat after Dale Cooper. I'd love that. Uh, yeah, so we decided to do movies that have a cat in them. And not just a cat in them. We decided it had to be a featured cat. So it can't just be, like, the cat's there in the house. It, it can't just be... be the token cat.
0: No, no, no. Like, it has to be a well-written cat that has principles ideas dreams (laughs) values you know
1: and uh has to has to play some role in the plot other than just being the family house cat right
0: yeah we're not looking for a cat that just gets petted we're looking for a cat that you know matters acts Mm
1: -hmm. right so what what was your recommended featured cat film jordan
0: uh this one's a really tough one for me (laughs) really it's like between two.
1: Okay.
0: And Let's hear them. <clears throat> I feel like, oh, I should say both of them? Yeah. I should just drop it. I should just spill drop the beans. Them both. I was going to keep people in the dark about the one that I don't pick. Ooh. No, 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 no. Okay. I think I've talked about one already, so I'll make this one my honorable mention uh, Inside Llewyn Davis.
1: Right. I mean, the best movie ever, basically.
0: Classic, classic. Great music. Oscar Isaacs. Uh, yeah,
1: I would marry him instantly without having ever met him, for yes, sure. Yes,
0: also, second.
1: I'm ready for a commitment, Oscar.
0: Um, And it's just such a wonderful film. Like, everything just feels like you're in that era, even though it's probably not what it felt like to be in that era. But whatever. For me, not living in that era, that's how it felt. Uh, I like the black and white. I like the fact that uh, it was cool how it ended. I enjoyed the ending. I enjoyed the cat. The cat was very cute and drove the story. The MacGuffin, he escapes, and then it's like, oh, I don't have this cat. What do I do? I'm supposed to watch my. Is it his sister's cat?
1: I think so. Well, that that yeah. was a good. That's a good catalyst, though.
0: A catalyst.
1: <gasps> I didn't even do that on purpose. Oh, you should have owned it. <laughs> oh shit! Does it make it more genius or less genius that I didn't do it on purpose? I think that's
0: why improv is great. There because you go. You just say what comes to your head and then sometimes that's funny because we say funny things because we're humans and we make mistakes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's always the things that I say that I don't even realize are funny that you guys crack up or the
0: audience. like <laughs> Well, you say that, some of the weirdest shit ever on stage. I do? Out of the blue. Yeah. Like, if if you don't talk for a second, then all of a sudden, like, you just say something that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> 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 all right, cool. <laughs> Good. I, like, never know what's coming when Leah opens her mouth on a, like, scene. <laughs> I'm
1: glad to hear that.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's my honorable mention. I think I've talked about it. I feel like we did a Coen brothers episode. Do we do a Coen brothers episode? No, No, we just talk about the Coen brothers a lot. Um,
1: that film is one of my top favorites of all time. It's definitely my favorite Coen brothers. And it actually, I, I I didn't go to college like the normal time that everyone goes to college, like right after high school. I actually left high school early. So I, when I started, college and I never thought I would go to college because I was like I'm an actress I don't really need to go I'll just like hit the pavement and uh you know try to get jobs and then I was like oh okay I should get a degree <laughs> after trying that and I was I I was kind of like just taking one or two classes because I wasn't fully invested in the college thing yet and I didn't know if I was even going to get a degree I was just like let me just try this out what's the harm I'll just go to a community college it's it's easy I'll see what happens and so I was kind of like didn't know what I was really doing and then i watched this movie every day like for emotional support <laughs> literally every single day like it got me through my first semester and then from then on i like loved college so i mean basically oscar isaac is responsible for me having a successful college career is basically what i'm saying
0: wow yeah Same. but that
1: and i don't do that anymore like when Drive i was a influenced
0: kid, all of my filmmaking <laughs>
1: There you go. I love that movie. Yeah. Like I, oh my gosh, a cat just walked into the room.
0: (laughs) Oh, you heard being talked about. Sorry guys, we're going to have to go into the Heather portion of this podcast. okay. Sidebar.
1: Sidebar. So, uh, Heather, I haven't seen Heather since our, wait, our show on Saturday. So it's been, uh, a sad time.
0: Yeah. I've, seen Heather a few times. Yeah. So, it's been a happy time. Jordan lives with Heather? Yes. Um, I'm actually going to be taking care of Jackson a fair amount in the coming weeks and just hanging out with him.
1: Ah, uh, is she going somewhere?
0: Uh, she's just hanging out. She has some stuff she has to do, so she's going to be busy. And I get to uh, be with this little guy. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Jackson. We're talking about kids. Don't drink coffee. That's bad. <laughs> Cats with coffee. Oh my gosh. It's also a nitro cold brew, so they would not give me a bigger size than a grande because they like cannot legally sell it because of the caffeine content. So what if
1: you ordered two? Like, what if I want, had wanted one too?
0: Then I, I don't know. <laughs> they would have been like, "Who are you buying that for?" <laughs> we can't sell you more than a grande.
1: Oh, you know what? They probably would make the person be present, right, at the I, time. I don't know
0: how strict they are. I think they just sell it that way. Okay. Also because they know there's psychopaths who would buy, like, two or three of them mm-hmm. if they can't get the biggest size. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't they don't allow you to get like more than a grande And there was a new person working at the Starbucks I went to And she was just like Oh I can make it a uh, trenta." And I was like I don't think they'll let you do that And I don't want one that big
1: <laughs> Yeah that's a lot of coffee Yeah <laughs> Well uh, let's see What else about Heather She's so good at making sandwiches She's so pretty She's so funny She's so nice I basically have no problem with her at all
0: She's a superstar.
1: Yep. And uh, this concludes the Heather segment.
0: As Jackson has left the room.
1: Yep. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) So yeah, Inside Llewyn Davis, just one of the best movies ever. I love the music. I love the story, the cinematography, everything about it. It's better than any
0: Bob Dylan biopic could be. Right. Hot take. I
1: mean, well, I love... Even though it's not about him. I love... (sighs) I'm finding myself hard to put into words what this movie means to me I think it's one of those things that you just kind of get a feeling of when you watch it and it's hard to explain but I will say that I used to I used to do that all the time when I was a kid I would get a movie love it and I would watch it so often that my mom would just like end up buying it from the video store or whatever and I don't do that so much anymore as an adult like I don't watch a movie the same movie every day but that was like the last time I did that probably like just it was just like my best friend watched it every day and never found a flaw in it and that scene that everyone I don't I'm not going to get into how great all this individual scenes are As we'll be here for
0: I think we're going to start getting like better films that are like more dense and there's going to be more like hidden stuff because people are going to be like oh I need this to be rewatchable and people need to find new things yeah people are saying us is very rewatchable
1: I don't know I want I know I'm going to get people are going to hate this but I actually thought that Get Out the second time I watched it, I was not I was like, Oh, this isn't as rewatchable as I hoped it would be. Like the uh, first time I watched it, I was like, Fuck yeah, I love this movie. And then the second time I was like, Oh, this is still good, but like I, I didn't Once find it. Once you know it, what happens. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find it to be as great. Whereas whereas sometimes I get so excited to see a movie, especially if it's something I'm super interested in or it is you know something like the new Tarantino movie coming out uh which we're also gonna talk about I like I'll be so excited to see that that the first time I see it I definitely will not catch everything because my mind is like working 10 times ahead of what's happening because I'm like oh what's gonna happen next and what is he gonna do and how is he gonna frame this and is he gonna show this part especially because I know part of the story at least that he's trying to tell because it's based on true events no idea how much it's gonna be obviously we had Inglorious Bastards which was like you know based on historical fact but was a fiction story, right? Yeah. So it's so like I'm going to be like, "Oh my god, oh my god." So then when I watch it the second time, that's when I'll really be able to judge like it on technical merit and story merit because I'll be more calm. I'll be like, "Okay, I already know what this is. I know what he did at every point, and now I can just kind of enjoy it as a movie." Do you experience that?
0: Uh, I do sometimes I feel like there's some stuff In Get Out That I had read too much Before I went in That like some of the metaphors I kind of like As they were happening I was like Oh okay cool
1: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I I do feel that way. That there's some like denser films that like you get more out of it the more you watch them. I think there are some comedies, that, like if they're done well, that you miss a lot of the jokes the first time you watch them because there's like jokes on top of jokes. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the case in The Big Lebowski. Like there are jokes in the background, there are mm-hmm. jokes like that you miss just because you think that it's not a joke <laughs> the first time you watch it.
1: Right. That happens a lot too in the theater because people are laughing so hard that you miss something.
0: Yeah. Um and I won't go too far away from us and get out for the segue into my cat movie, Keanu.
1: Oh my god. Tiffany Haddish is Queen. That's yes. all I have to say.
0: Um that was basically the intro to Tiffany Haddish.
1: Yeah, because that was before Girls Trip.
0: Yeah. Um and that was Jordan Peel and Keegan uh what's his fucking name? Keegan Michael Key. King and Michael Key.
1: Isn't it funny how you had no idea that Jordan Peele had Get Out in him? Like, Keanu was an awesome movie, but you didn't know that he could also make Get Out.
0: Yeah, but, like, I also do kind of feel like horror is in the same vein as comedy and that you try to shock people. You try to go to see how far the boundaries you could push are. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that crazy to me. Like, I think it's great that, like, he is as good as he is, but, like, I don't think it was surprising that he would make a good horror film if that makes sense
1: uh, yeah i think i feel like i've definitely read articles before about this like how how much comedy and horror connected like psychologically in the brain things like that yeah because something that uh i don't know i shouldn't get into the whole thing but like i definitely feel where no, you're going do
0: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no because i feel like i'm gonna sound stupid because i can't i can't remember exactly what it said but i know that part of it is like so, uh, okay so it might not be funny to you something might not be funny to you but like if something happens to you that's traumatizing like say you're getting made fun of at school and people are laughing at you and they don't realize like how horrific it is for you if they really did like they probably would stop laughing even if they are like mean bullies they probably wouldn't like want you to be that miserable uh, and it's like they're laughing hysterically and you're like dying inside. But then what do you do to make it seem okay? You start laughing. Yeah. You're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that crazy that I shit my pants. Oh, man. <laughs> Got to wait for my mom to bring my new jeans. <laughs> but inside you're like, I wish I was dead.
0: I think it's just like the raising of tension. And yeah. then all of a sudden you release the tension either like, the thing happens finally in a horror film, like whatever they've been working up to mm-hmm. or in comedy, like an awkward situation is getting awkward and you're like, ugh, I don't like this. I don't like this and then something funny happens and then all of a sudden you're like, oh okay, cool. It's mm-hmm. okay because this was intentional and I laughed.
1: <laughs> right. Yep. I did it on purpose, guys. <laughs> so what what do you feel about Keanu?
0: Oh, it's just like a great film. I think it's sad that we're gonna get robbed of like Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key, like, feature-length comedies since, like, they've pretty go- pretty much gone their separate ways. Like, I'm sure they will come back together to make some feature-length film with some character. But, like, in an alternate universe, we could have, like, six or seven, like, yeah. Key and Peele films that are, like, better than a lot of the SNL films.
1: If Keanu had done like insanely well we probably wouldn't have get out right now right because they would have they would have gotten like a three-picture deal or something
0: yeah i think also they were just getting tired of comedy like king michael key like he's been doing more serious type stuff or like acting in more like traditional type comedies Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh It was just super funny, like Tiffany Haddish was great, there were some other people who were great in it, who I can't really remember right now, because I saw it a very long time ago, like when it came out, in theaters! Ooh! I saw it in theaters! Was that, what, like 2016? 2014?
1: 2015? Um, I
0: saw it in college, so... (laughs) I don't
1: remember. I didn't see it in the theater.
0: 20, yeah, probably 2014, 2015? Yeah. Because 2016 was Get Out, so I think it was probably 2014.
1: 2016 was not, no. 2017 was 2017,
0: get out? yeah. Yeah, get out. exactly. 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 So maybe it was 2015. I feel like they had a little buffer.
1: Yeah. It's a very good, it's like a very solid, just straight comedy. It's kind of like action-adventure, too.
0: Yeah, which, the, I like that a lot. Like, that's kind of the genre that I'm getting into more. Like, when I do like comedies it's like it needs some kind of like other genre along with it Mm -hmm. because like there haven't been a lot of great comedies that aren't like cheesy (laughs) i hear you yeah so that's my cat movie i don't have much more to say you guys should all just watch it if you haven't watched it it'll give you a good laugh Pretty sure it was shot in New Orleans. Shout out New Orleans.
1: Yeah, New Orleans.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: As was Five Feet Apart, which is our next
0: episode. That was shot in New Orleans? You bet. Whoa.
1: At least partially. I should
0: have been looking for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just assumed Ella.
1: Well, there weren't really a lot of like street shots or anything. It mostly was in the hospital, so maybe you wouldn't even...
0: I did go to a hospital in New Orleans. Oh, really? (laughs) It was a children's hospital, though. Maybe that was the hospital. Hmm. Maybe it was that children's hospital where I went when I got a rash one time.
1: All right, guys. To hear more about Jordan's rash, visit us at rhinocomedy.com.
0: All down my arms. I was like, what's happening to me? And they're like, it's probably an allergic reaction. And I was like, to what? And they were like, ah, we don't know.
1: At least it wasn't a fungus. Anyway. I hope it wasn't a
0: fungus. <laughs> it's never been confirmed not a fungus.
1: It's still a for question, guys. Okay, so my cat movie. I would say my runner-up cat movie is Alice in Wonderland because obviously the Cheshire cat is very iconic. Yeah. That used to always not scare me. It would I used to watch straight horror movies when I was really little, like my my parents let me watch anything. So uh, Alice in Wonderland didn't scare me. But I found it really, like, hypnotizing when the cat starts disappearing, like, stripe by stripe by stripe. And then all you see is its eyes and, like, the smile. Do you remember that?
0: Uh, I don't think I've ever seen the film. Or if I have, (gasps) I saw it a long time ago.
1: Alice in Wonderland is so good. It was such a departure from what Disney was doing at the time. It's from when Walt was still alive. And it's, like, just so imaginative. So there's some
0: anti-Semitism in it?
1: Walt Disney was not an anti-Semite. I I'll go to the grave saying that, but I will not. But what about all the people at the Walt Disney Company that te- that have not testified? It's not like it's been in court, but like they've all like so many people have said no. We're like, what are you basing that on? I thought that was just a rumor.
0: I don't know. We could go into it on another podcast episode. <laughs> okay,
1: we'll get into it on the anti-Semitism episode of Movie Cinema Film. <laughs> So, that was my runner-up, but my winner is Hocus Pocus. Have you seen Hocus Pocus?
0: Yes, I don't remember it, though.
1: Well, I mean, I watch it every year. Halloween is my all-time favorite holiday. I love everything spooky. I love anything that has to do with Halloween. And it's been one of my favorite movies of all time. Fun fact, Leonardo DiCaprio was... Offered a lot of money to play the lead in this movie, and he decided to do Think What's Eating Gilbert Grape instead.
0: Great decision.
1: (laughs) It definitely was. As much as I love the movie, it's, it's, you know, he definitely went the direction that he was always meant to go with Gilbert Grape, and it was his first Oscar nomination at age 19. So, anyway, this movie is about three witches that uh, are around during like the Salem witch trials, and they. Come back years later in the in the present day, which is 1994 or or no 93, and they eat children like they put them in their witch's brew. And so they they are so funny. They're they're played by Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. They're totally queens in the movie. They're all three of them are so good. And there's a little girl played by Thora Birch who is like one of my favorites as a kid. I haven't seen her in that many things recently, but like she was in Now and Then, which is my top, one of my top favorite movies. She's in Hocus Pocus. She was in American Beauty, of course. And she's just awesome. And then her and her older brother, Max, are on this quest to save the town from all these witches. And it's just really funny. Gary and Penny Marshall have cameos. Um, they play this married couple that get visited by the witches at their house and they just think that they're trick-or-treating which is great I mean that's a device used in so many movies that are set on Halloween is like you know Michael Myers comes to the door wearing the mask and everyone's like oh man great costume and then you're dead five minutes later you know Uh, and it's just a great movie Sarah Jessica Parker sings in it while she's flying in the air there's a cat named Binks, who used to be a human being because they're witches so of course they can turn humans into cats and it's so sad that aspect of the movie is actually really sad like they play it very straight like they play it very real like it's very sad that he didn't get to have a life because these, these women turned him into a cat so it's like that part's kind of sad it always used to really bum me out but the, <laughs> the rest of the movie is so much fun and of course there's a zombie in it there's an awesome Halloween party I always love either costume parties or Halloween parties and movies because all the extras have costumes on yeah. and I've been an extra a million times. So I always think about like, how much, yeah, like how much work went into all of that and like how they had to pick a costume for every person and like fit them for it. And you might not even see like 50% of the people, but, uh, well, that's yeah.
0: movie magic. There were only 15 extras at the party.
1: Right. And then they just <laughs> doubled them all up. Yeah. Um, the there's the iconic scene where they all three of them sing I've I put a spell on you Bette Midler of course leads it if you put Bette Midler in your movie and you don't have a song and dance number you're an idiot so very happy that they decided to do that and it's just perfect if if you've never seen it I suggest actually wait until October you can get into that spooky mood and turn it on it's one of my favorites
0: Hocus Pocus it's getting to have Halloween
1: Yes, actually, uh, my birthday is April 8th, and that's, like, April is, like, the half of October. So I always think about that. I'm, like, six months more (laughs) until I get to be in my true form. I enjoy
0: Halloween a lot. Anyway. Cool.
1: Oh, so do we want to talk about the huge trailers that dropped this week?
0: Sure. If we want to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I could talk about that. But I didn't really watch any of the other trailers. You didn't watch the other two? No.
1: Do you want to pause and watch them?
0: Mm, I don't watch Stranger Things.
1: You've never seen it? No. Oh, you have to watch it, Jordan. It's so, like, you would love it. It's so cinematic.
0: Yeah, I'll get around to it Are one you not day.
1: interested in watching it?
0: Mm, not really. I don't know.
1: It's one of my favorite things that's come out in... I mean, I'm, like a di- like, I love it. I think it's brilliant and so enjoyable, and I'm so excited for the the new season in July it comes out on July 4th and I'm like I said, Halloween's my favorite holiday. So like July 4th is like the opposite of what I enjoy. <laughs> like <laughs> I love America in many ways, not every single way, but I am not, like, an outdoor party kind of person. I am not a barbecue person. I'm not, like, let's stay outside all day. I'm not that person. So, like, (laughs) when I saw that Stranger Things coming out, I was like, yes. I was like, July 4th, don't call me, don't text me, don't talk to me, I'm not available. I'm going to be in my bed, curtains drawn, darkness, watching Stranger Things, and I cannot wait. That sounds fun. (laughs) It's going to be great. I absolutely can't wait. And as far as the trailer, I mean... Obviously I can't really talk about it with you much, but I I wasn't like when I watched it, I wasn't like thrilled by what was going on in the trailer or anything. It's not specific to like the story. It wasn't that clear in the trailer, I feel like, but I'm fine with that because I prefer if trailers are more like mood based, if they give more of a vibe of what's the movies or the show's gonna be like.
0: Yeah,
1: like rather than plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, and it's like, oh, this is exactly what it's about. So I just I was so, I mean, they said that Dustin, who's one of the best characters, but really all, every single character, I think one of the reasons you would really like it is because it's really, like, character, mean like, as much as it is plot-driven, which it is, it's also very character-driven, like, all the characters are really, really great, you just love all of them individually and together, he says, like, that he's, he was away, he went somewhere and now he's, he's back, I don't know where the hell he was, but I'm excited to find out And most of the trailer wasn't even really scary or anything. It was like a little bit spooky. But then at the end, they showed this like giant monster and it was pretty cool looking. It was really like it's pretty nasty. So and it's a new monster. It doesn't really look like the ones from the other a little bit, maybe. But it's definitely a different monster. It's not the same exact thing that they're dealing with. So I'm excited.
0: Cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll get around to watch it. But I don't know if I have if I have that space. In my schedule
1: Honestly you, If you watch the first episode Of the first season For me it was not even a decision It was I'm watching the rest of this today oh, it wow. was <laughs> it
0: was, I guess I'll give it a shot Yeah
1: And I've already seen I think I've seen the third season Twice or, I, I mean I've seen the first season Three times I don't know I don't know what I just said But And the second season came out Not the past October But the October before So I'll definitely rewatch Both of them And then watch The third on July 4th. Literally, I will stay up. Like I will I will start watching it when it comes on like July 3rd as soon as it turns to so July 4th, 12:01 a.m., I'm watching it. So, I'm going to need those nitro cold brews. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. So, since you you watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, why don't we talk about that one?
0: Yeah, sure. What did you think? Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very intrigued. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um Yeah uh I haven't really been excited about a Tarantino film in a while, so this is like the first one that I'm like actually jazzed about and gonna see. Like, I still haven't seen The Hateful Eight because I was just like, I don't really feel like watching this.
1: Really, it's coming to Netflix, and it's gonna be the full The Road version. Did you do you remember how they did like the 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 Road thing in the theaters, and then they did like the regular theater release? Oh no, I don't really remember. There was that. a special thing that I went to with my mans, and it was like so much fun. It was, we went to Lincoln Square, I think, and it was like only in specific theaters, Oh my God, I'm I'm blanking. Was it 70 millimeter? I think it was 70, yeah, mil- yeah. 70 millimeter. And it was a longer version than I guess the final director's cut. Cool. And it, it came with this like commemorative book and it was like really fun. I don't know, it was just really cool because it, it was just different and I was like, why don't more directors do stuff like this? Because these kind of directors that are like, Huge that people will go see a movie, yeah. no matter what it is. Like Squirt says he should do it, you know. So I, I don't know. It was just really fun, and we also saw Ice Tea and Coco at the, <laughs> at the, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, and it it was really fun because I love Ice Tea and Coco, and they had a little baby. Their baby was like a couple months old, and the baby came into the theater. Like Coco had like the car seat with her in the theater, oh, wow. and I was like, that is a badass mom. Like I am totally bringing my infant to see. Quentin Tarantino movies.
0: Yeah, you gotta start them out young.
1: Exactly, like... So, shout out to Coco. I know you're listening. Love you, girl.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... The cast is awesome. Yeah. I'm just super excited. Uh, I think it's gonna be great. I hope it doesn't let us down. But I feel like there were too many great actors involved in the project for it to be bad. Mm-hmm. And it looks wow. fun, and it looks like it's an actual story, which I'm excited about.
1: Well... Fun fact, or not... Well, actually, this is the opposite of a fun fact. Uh, The Manson murders took place in Benedict Canyon in Los Angeles, which is said to be cursed. There are many, many people that have died in Benedict Canyon. Of course, you could could argue, well, people have died everywhere in L.A. and everywhere in America. (laughs) But there have been a lot of accidents or, like, strange occurrences of things that have happened in Benedict Canyon rather than just, like, natural deaths. And there have been two actors... From this production that have already passed away really? <laughs> and it hasn't even come out yet. Yes, uh, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds, uh, icon and legend, and Luke Perry, who's a 90s icon and legend. And uh, I'm not saying, of course, I don't want to disrespect anyone at all. That is not my intention. But that is a strange coincidence, I feel like. So let's all pray Very for... Spooky. Let's pray for Leo because I I couldn't handle losing Leo. He's he's been my boo since I was like.
0: Yeah, uh, he's here for the long haul. Oh if he was man. gonna die, he would have died already. I think.
1: I love. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. You heard it here. Jordan. Jordan says Leo would have died already.
0: Like I feel like he's just too old now and has been in the spotlight too long. That like he if died? it was gonna ex- like take him over the edge, like I think it would have already taken him over the edge.
1: Mm-hmm. I well, think
0: he's kind of like I have my Oscar. I'm chilling. I don't need to prove anything to anyone anymore.
1: I saw this chart that someone made that claims that Leo has never dated a woman over 25. (laughs) That's so bad. Someone made a chart, like literally. And even, like he's had some longer relationships. Like he was with Giselle for like five years. But it ended like when she was 25. Uh, And it ended like all these relationships, either they end before these women turn 26 So my theory is that he is so invested in his work that he wants to be able to just up and go to wherever and film for six months and not have a kid to take care of or a wife to worry about. And so he just kind of like, you know, when you're 25, I guess you can still kind of be like, hey, I'm not ready to have kids. I'm not ready to settle down. But once you get to be like 30 as a woman, you got to start worrying. Like, I don't know if I want to have a baby, I got to do it soon. So my, my theory, because I love him, is that uh, that's th- that's what it is, and it's not just that he's gross. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't want to believe that he's gross.
0: <laughs> well, he's definitely gross. I
1: mean, he's a little gross. It, you got to... I mean, it's so funny to me, too, because he only dates models, and I'm thinking, like, you he he's worked with the most beautiful actresses. It's not like Marco Robbie is any less attractive than a model. It's not like Cameron Diaz is any less attractive than a model or Kate Winslet or any of these stunning actresses that he's Although, dated.
0: I think that is a thing though about like dating a model is it's like yes you're dating a model but like you're dating somebody with a model schedule, which is literally like they just go to a shoot, they do this, they do that. Like they're flexible, like actors. So I think that's why a lot of
1: yeah, but actors why does would
0: need- date models.
1: But why does he date actresses too? Like literally this chart like they're all only models. Isn't don't it, like,
0: shit where you eat.
1: Weird? I guess. I don't know. I think that's so weird. Like that just blows my mind cuz he seems like such a nice nice like normal guy. When he t- like I actually met him when I was 16 which like try finding a more excited person than a 16 year old meeting <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, you can't. And like I mean it was for 5 seconds, but like Still, I don't know, like, he just seems so sweet and normal, like, he didn't seem like this playboy, like, gross guy who's only gonna date a 25-year-old, like, I don't know, it's just weird.
0: I don't know, because, like, we don't really know, like, who he is anymore, because, like, it's not like people are covering him in the tabloids, like, nonstop, like, when he was younger.
1: Yeah, and even then, it's not like the tabloids are, like, true, you know, so.
0: After, like, Dad Bod was out, he was, like, <laughs> hasn't really gotten a lot of attention. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, after he won his Oscar, he's been kind of laying low, so... I don't know, I mean... Leo, you're a mystery to us still, after all these years.
0: And it's also, like... I feel like other people have, like, jumped him as, like, the guy. So, like, I wonder if he's kind of, like, planning his back end of his career. And, like, mm-hmm. has a lot of things that he wants to do planned.
1: Yeah, another interesting thing about him is that, you know, his his idols, as far as I know from interviews, are, like, Jack Nicholson and De Niro, And they, Jack Nicholson and De Niro have both, first of all, they've both made terrible movies in, in, in addition to all their, you know, legendary, amazing roles. They've made some really bad movies, but they've also dipped their toe into comedy. Like they've done straight comedies, you know, like Jack, he, you know, he did, he did anger management with Sandler. Like you can't get more straight comedy than just doing like an Adam Sandler movie, you know? And De Niro's done so many comedies. I mean, he's done really horrible ones recently. But, you know, even Meet the Parents, which I feel like is a, you know, that's a franchise, pr- pretty solid comedy film, uh, you know, that that Barbara Streisand is also a part of. So I think it's weird that Leo literally has never done a comedy.
0: I think a lot of that is also like when you're that big and people go to see you like they think that that's you. Like, I think people when they see a comedy, like they want to think it's that person. Like, if it's just, like, a generic comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, looking back at Jonah Hill, like, you want to think that Jonah Hill is his, like, comedic persona. Mm-hmm. Even though he's probably not his comedic persona necessarily. Yeah. And I think, like, for Leo to be in a comedy, like, people would be like, oh, is this how Leo actually is? Where when he's, like, an actor, people are like, oh, he's playing parts. But I feel like if he was to be in a film and he wasn't funny, then that's, like, a huge, like, downer for him.
1: <laughs> the thing is, he's funny like when yeah he, when he has comedic moments in his dramas he's great and he is really funny like so i don't know right leo i if you're listening i would love if you would do a comedy can you call like wouldn't he be so great because judd apatow i mean he more like he more makes dramedies basically like he makes these like two hour length feature comedies that always have dramatic elements and always have like a serious story in there somewhere so
0: I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio would look down upon those though. Like he hasn't jumped on any of the T V shows. Like I think he's kind of like, No film is film and I'm gonna take this seriously and I'm not gonna do your improvised takes and bullshit.
1: Well him and Marty are now doing a show for Hulu, so Oh he is
0: doing a show. Devil in White City.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I just would love to see him in a comedy. So if, you, if you're if you the agent of Leo, can you please call Judd Apatow? Because I don't hey, know no, to you right now. Hey, no. Call
0: Jordan Freed.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> Let
0: Jordan Freed make the Leonardo DiCaprio comedy. And you we get funding immediately.
1: Maybe he's afraid because he's actually never hosted SNL, which is really interesting to me. Really? Yeah, he did a surprise appearance one time during Jonah Hill's monologue, but he's never had his own episode. And the funny thing is that I remember one time when I saw De Niro hosting... I thought, he's not as good at this as he is at drama. Like, it was still funny. He was still good. But it definitely, you could tell it's not his strong suit. And I'm thinking, maybe Leo's afraid of that because it's live, you know. it's it's You get one shot at it, and if you mess up, the whole world sees it and it's going to be online forever, like...
0: Also, I think I talked about this on the podcast before But like when Lady Gaga won her first Golden Globes for American Horror Story He like kind of rolled his eyes
1: Oh yeah that was weird right And like like, I think think he's kind of like
0: I am an actor Like I am a great actor Like Mm -hmm. I don't do other things I'm an actor I think he looks down upon people who are kind of like No I could do everything And he's like you're not that good Like why are you Why are you pretending that you could do everything when there are people who do this every moment of their life. But I might be reading him wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean you got to look at people like Jim Carrey and and Robin Williams who have demonstrated that they could do both flawlessly. I mean
0: And you can't teach comedic timing.
1: You know. No way. Like
0: that's the one thing about comedy is like you can't just like plug and play with people like they either get it or they don't.
1: Yeah. Well, we should probably talk more about the actual trailer. Sorry I got off on a Leo tangent. Yeah. (laughs) But he was great in the trailer. I loved, I mean, just just seeing him act again was really exciting for me. I've seen every Leo movie, and I love him, and I I was just so excited to see him as a new character, and that, that part at the end and little girls whispering in his ear, just like everything on his face was so good. And I don't know. How do you feel about Brad Pitt?
0: Brad Pitt? I love Brad Pitt. He's one of the greatest actors of our time. And I'm excited for his next film mm-hmm. in Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. I like that they're playing, like, each other's doubles. So that's, that's really fun.
1: cool. I See, the thing is, obviously, like, I think when we started hearing about this movie, it was framed as, you know, oh, this is Tarantino making a movie about the Manson murders and about Sharon Tate. But obviously... The trailer. If you hadn't heard that, you wouldn't even really know that it was about the Manson murders or Sharon Tate. I mean, they show the Charles Manson character, but not very explicitly. It's not like there's someone saying like, "Hey, Charlie, what's up?" or something like that. Like, if I didn't know it was about Sharon Tate, I or that that was a element of it, I would not have known that at all from the trailer. So, the trailer they chose more to to have like that that host guy yeah. talking about what it is to be a stunt double and everything like that. So that was interesting. And they did show Margot Robbie, but I wouldn't have known she was Sharon Tate, you know, unless I had already previously read about it, which I did. So I wonder how much of it is actually about the murders themselves or about Charlie or all of that. Because I know that Leo's, Leo's character lives next door to the house where the murders took place. So that's how he that's why he's a character in this. So I don't know. But I think my favorite part of the trailer was all the old 60s storefronts on Hollywood Boulevard.
0: Yeah, like, I'm just excited to see the time period from Tarantino's perspective. Like, he just constantly masturbates to Hollywood, so let's see what his Hollywood is. If he's going to (laughs) tell us how great it is time and time again and how beautiful cinema is, like, show this off. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of down. Um... Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, Me too. Should we talk about more trailers or should we just move on to Captain Marvel?
1: Did you not watch the Toy Story 4 one?
0: I'm not really excited about Toy Story 4. Why? I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It just feels like it's too much.
1: So are you one of the people that's like, oh, three ended perfectly, so why have a 4th or...
0: I'm just, like, at this point in my life, like, I'm not craving Toy Story. And it just feels like, oh, I already got the joy that I needed out of Toy Story. Mm -hmm. That's, like, just my take on it now. But you could talk about the Toy Story 4 trailer if you want.
1: I thought it was interesting. It It was really visually beautiful. Like, the lighting was amazing. There are some shots that look so, so great. Especially this one where him and Bo Peep are talking to each other in the rain and it's like a really wide shot and you just see their silhouettes and you see the rain behind them they're like under a car being protected by it and it's really pretty there's other scenes where like Bo Peep is kind of like leading Woody into her new world and the lights are beautiful it's like all this purple and blue light and all these different toys and characters in the shot I mean it's just like really well made it's like crazy crazy good and I don't know how I feel about the plot I feel like one of the things, because everyone basically thinks that Toy Story 3 is like a perfect movie. I don't know how you feel about that. But one of the criticisms that I have heard about Toy Story 3 is that basically it's the same plot as Toy Story 2. They just change some things, which is which is very true. If you look at it like piece by piece, you're like, okay. But I don't really care. I love all the movies. I think, I think the first Toy Story is like a master class in screenwriting. Like the way that they go through that story and tell that story and every piece of the like how they set things up and how they fulfill things I mean it's just like I know it's it's like a, a, a cornerstone and milestone of like entertainment from an animation computer animation perspective but for me the most impressive thing about Toy Story is the screenplay like I just think it's so fucking good but Toy Story 3 I think any, if you do have any criticism for it, it's like it was really serious, you know, like the part where you see them almost go into the fire and they're all yeah. like holding each other's hands and they're like, this is it. Like, it's time to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I read online someone's account of it and he was like, I didn't really want to be reminded that we're all going to die. Like I was watching Toy Story. Like I wasn't watching, you know, Shawshank Redemption or something. like You know what I mean? I, I wasn't <laughs> like wanting to see, that, you know, and I get that. And this one. Also seems really serious because there's a moment at in the trailer where uh, Woody says, "I was made to, I was made to entertain a child, and I don't remember it being this hard before." you know and it like i mean it obviously mirrors like the human experience that's what all these movies like they're toys so
0: i guess that's interesting an interesting take because like parents are probably gonna want to see this and be like oh my gosh i can't connect with my kids anymore because they just want to hang out with screens Mm -hmm. and then it's like toys don't want to be played with anymore because they're worse than screens
1: (laughs) yeah and there's no the no time has passed from the last toy story so it's that little girl Bonnie that Woody or that Andy gave all the toys to. She's the same age and her and her family go on like an RV trip cross country. And she has made, she made this like little toy, which is not really a toy. It's like she made it out of a spork and like, you know, googly eyes. And like, she made her own little like, like fork toy and the toy comes to life. And uh, Woody's like, he's like, okay, everybody like the toy's name is Forky. He's like, Forky is Bonnie's favorite toy, so we have to make sure nothing happens to him. And then Forky is like, "What the hell, guys? I'm a fork, like, or I'm a spork, like, I'm just meant to like eat chili and then get thrown away. I'm not a toy." Like, he literally says, "Why am I alive?" in the trailer, <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa, too close to home."
0: <laughs> oh, All right, I'm watching this. I'm sold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks. I mean, I would. See I want to watch
0: Dark Toy Story.
1: Yeah, I would see it no matter what was in the trailer because I love the, the, all the movies so much. But it was definitely interesting. I don't know. Maybe it'll be too much. Like maybe I mean, I thought like some of the plot details that are in the trailer seem a little overcooked or a little heavy-handed. But I don't care. I'm still going to see it. You should watch the trailer. I'd be interested in your take.
0: Shout out the trailer that came out today, Last Black Man in San Francisco, which looked really good. I don't know if you saw that trailer. I
1: but it's A24, and
0: it was at Sundance, and it got really good reviews. But we weren't able to see it at Sundance.
1: Yeah, I saw people talking about it on Twitter today, but I didn't have time to watch it. But I definitely will.
0: It looks really good. Speaking of A24, that won't send their movies to AMC in the Palisades Mall. They're not sending Gloria Bell up to Why? Palisades. I, I really don't know. I want to see it. It's just frustrating because like I have the AMC movie pat, they're the AMC A list, and like they don't get gloria bell which is by sebastian lelio who's like one of the best filmmakers right now it's like let us see that
1: did you see that movie pass is going unlimited again
0: yeah but not really when i believe it
1: uh but no but they, they are but then they also said that if you overuse it like they're saying it's unlimited again but if we think you're using your movie pass too much then we're gonna charge you extra. <laughs> so
0: it's just bullshit. <laughs> but yeah. they're
1: not. Are they have to specify? Like, can't they have different tiers? Like, why don't they have like C three movies a week for this amount, C five movies a week for this amount, C unlimited movies for this amount, and then make that one like really high?
0: It's because they're a scam.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't I don't really agree with that because I did have it for a while and it wasn't a. It, you know, I I loved it. And, and then I just cancelled it so I mean I know that there are well, a lot of people you cancelled
0: are... it because you couldn't get to any of the movies like that's the thing is like I had it for two or three months where like every time I would try to go to a movie that was like not even a great movie it would be like blacked out and it was like what's the point of this anymore yeah. and they kept trying to tell us that they were going to fix it and they just were lying to us And, like, they kept saying, like, oh, we're going to go back to your normal plan, and then they didn't, and then they made it down to three movies a month or something like that, and then the movies would be blacked out whenever I would go, so it was like I was getting zero movies a month. Yeah. And, like, I'm worried that they're going to just do that again because nobody cares, and they're also just, like, stealing venture capitalists' money to try to make it work, but the business model doesn't work, and they don't have enough partnerships that make it work. And they yeah. distribute terrible films. Well, not terrible films, but they haven't made a lot of money off of their distribution.
1: I think they just got in way over their head really quickly.
0: They needed to sell the data to like movie companies and be like, these are the movies that people would see if they could literally see any movie for free. Yeah. And then those are the movies that you guys should make. But they didn't do that as it appears or they didn't make enough money with the data.
1: I just I just remember that glorious time where I had movie pass and I could go whenever I wanted all the time to see anything and it was only $10 a month. I knew it would never last. It was it was way 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 too good. But RIP that magical
0: time. RIP. All right, we're going to take a quick break for some capitalism. Uh we'll be right back with our Captain Marvel review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Wow, we're back. Did you miss us? Hi. We missed you.
1: So usually before we get into the movie review, we talk about what led us to seeing the movie. So Jordan, what led you to watch Captain Marvel?
0: Um, 100% Brie Larson. Um, She is one of my favorite actresses right now. I will see anything that she's in. And once I found out that she was going to be a superhero, I was like, okay, I could watch that superhero film. (laughs) Like, you need to draw me in. Like, I saw Black Panther because Michael B. Jordan was in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there has to be something else. I'm not just going to go see a superhero film normally. Um,
1: So, you're not a big Marvel fan?
0: No, not at all. I... I think after starting to dip my toes into superhero movies, I am confirmed that I don't like them. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so you, because before we were saying like, oh, we could do favorite superhero movie for our recommendations and you just said, well, I don't even like them. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't have like one that you enjoyed at all or that you Um, would say if you had to pick one?
0: Yeah. Like as a kid, I liked the Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I liked Christian Bale's Batman movies. I don't know. I, like, just don't seek them out. And, like, a lot of the extended comic book stuff, it kind of just loses me. Like, I'm, like, I don't really... Like, I'm down with, like, superheroes interacting with the world in a cool way. But, like, once it gets to, like, the trippy, like, kind of, oh, we have this universe of superheroes. And, like, there's all of this crazy stuff going on i'm just like all right this is (laughs) kind of make-believe and like it would be fine if the script was really good but like a lot of the times i feel like the script is like forced because they're catering to like the simplest audiences in america because they want to like make it broad spanning Mm -hmm. that's just my take on superhero films like i'm fine with them like they're fun whatever um but I don't really seek them out or get specifically excited about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you?
1: I also really like Brie Larson. Room was my favorite movie that came out that year. I think that was twenty fifteen. And uh, actually, I remember her originally from United States of Tara. Did you ever see that? No. That was a great oh, show wow. on Showtime where Tony Collette played a mother with multiple personality disorder and she had uh well did i guess it's is the appropriate name and uh she had many i think maybe four three or four personas and they all had different outfits they all had different everything and brie larson played her daughter
0: oh that's really cool it's a really
1: good show yeah and uh yeah I just I really like her as far as Marvel goes I'm not a big fan of Marvel I love Tim Burton's Batman films I even love Joel Schumacher's I uh, I also loved the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man well one and two and besides that I mean Marvel is not my like I keep trying (laughs) because I just feel like it's such like it's so ubiquitous that I want to see them all because I want to understand at least like you know when a conversation starts i want to be able to at least be a part of it even if i don't really care (laughs) like even if i'm like okay whatever and
0: i feel like a lot of the times they don't know whether they want it to be like real life or not like either make it a comic book world where like everything is dope or like
1: Yeah, like that's what the thing is everyone makes fun of Batman and Robin and now that I'm an adult like yes I realize why that movie's bad blah blah blah, but to me it works because it's so cartoonish and so over-the-top that how ridiculous they all are and how over the top all their acting is works within that world for a normal movie yes i would be like what the fuck but in this like overly cartoonish world where you know everything in in Mr. Freeze's world is 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 blue and white and frozen and everything in Uma Thurman's world is poison and green and all that like and and their performances are so ridiculous and like the lines are so cheesy and all that stuff to me that works like within what they're doing so I I agree with you but I also think like some of their some of the Marvel movies are good. I like Iron Man 1 and 2. I love the Thor. I love Thor in general. I thought Thor Ragnarok was really good. Yeah,
0: I didn't have any interest in seeing it.
1: He's my favorite like of of the all of them. I like Thor the best as a character. I also love Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. I wish he had his own Hulk movie. I love Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. That's why I love Iron Man 2. A lot of people don't like that movie. I really like Iron Man 2. And Mickey Rourke plays the villain, which I think is awesome. And let's see what other ones. I loved the first Avengers. Liked the second one. Wasn't really crazy about Infinity War. But I like the ones where they all come together. I think that's really fun. Like I think all their different powers, their different personalities and stuff working together. I think that's the most exciting. I think a lot of the solo movies are boring. Like the I hate the Captain America movies except for Civil War because Civil War isn't just Captain America, it's Captain America versus Iron Man. So it has a lot of the different heroes in it. And I I pick and choose basically I don't really I go into most Marvel movies thinking I'm probably not going to like this <laughs> and I try I wanted to be more open minded with this one cuz it is awesome that it's their first female lead. Uh, I think they made a mistake, you know, letting DC have the first female led movie with Wonder Woman, which yeah. I also really liked. I think that they let that that like that they are so stupid cuz Iron Man Came out in 2008. They've had so much time and they have Black Widow. That's the thing that I don't get. Like, Scarlett Johansson is gorgeous talented very charismatic she's got the fighting down I mean like she she's awesome and she would have led one of these movies really well and I think it's really stupid that they missed out on having Black Widow have her own movie they could have been way ahead of DC and you know she's interesting because she like a lot of people say Batman's my favorite superhero because he's not you know he doesn't have any powers he's a regular person just like you and me he just decides to be a superhero you know that's what everyone says And I'm like well she doesn't have any powers either like she could have been (laughs) she could have been like the female Batman oh that
0: could have been cool
1: you know like she, her power is her brain and her fighting ability like she's an amazing like martial artist and also she like she's also interesting because she's kind of your typical like she has a lot of sex appeal they definitely use her sexy side you know the the costume is black skin tight all that stuff and she's just like you know they make her character very sensual and like sensuous and in Captain Marvel She doesn't have, I mean, Brie Lars is like an attractive woman, but she doesn't have that sexuality to her character. So I would love, I can't wait to see the two of them interacting in, what's the new one? Avengers. The last, I can't remember what it's called even.
0: Avengers Endgame.
1: Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun to see them interact because they're kind of like two heads of different uh, of the same coin I guess Pro- people will probably get mad at me for saying that but anyway so I guess what led me to it <laughs> to sum up was just trying to see all the movies because I I do enjoy like even though I didn't love the last Avengers film I do enjoy like there being a universe like I always say that I don't know why Disney hasn't done princess movies that have like more than one princess or like five princesses in them shh
0: <laughs> Keep that idea safe.
1: <laughs> like, why will the... they? Like, why are they? That's so stupid. Like, you have all of these characters that are really popular. You know, I don't get it. So, and I think it's really fun when you're watching the movie and, you know, um, it's Iron Man and, and Doctor Strange fighting in New York together. I really like that part of the Last Avengers movie, like the beginning when they were in New York. And uh, and the Hulk as well, the three of them, and you don't, you just don't know who's going to show up. Any of any of them from these twenty other movies can show up, and that's fun. I think that's really fun. I mean, I I'm not even a big fan, so for fans, like I totally understand why they're like so excited for Endgame. Because if I was super into it, I'd be like, whoa, that's awesome, and. I'm also not a hater of that. Like, I think most of them are pretty basic and, like, I think they they have a lot of flaws. But when I see people get super excited about Marvel, I'm just like, that's awesome. Like, that's great, you know? Go see movies, even if it's not the same movies that I would be dying to see. Like, I I like when I see all that excitement. So, I guess that's my take on Marvel.
0: Yeah, see the movies that you want to see.
1: Yep. So, what was your, like, general spoiler free we'll get into a spoiler section later on in the podcast right now we're just gonna do a spoiler free review so what did you think of it
0: i thought it was good didn't think it was great um i enjoyed brie larson i thought she was really good i thought there were some things that the script tried to do that were like cool and like ambitious but i think like it fell short in some regards with the execution of like some of like the deeper stuff that they tried to put in there. I think a lot of the stuff was like like the dialogue was very cheesy at some points, which like it's a superhero movie, I guess I should expect that. And to be hit over the head with points and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I saw it in three D and it was cool to just see a movie in like three D
1: How was the three D?
0: It was like fine. It wasn't, like, special or anything. (laughs) Spider-Man was definitely cooler in 3D.
1: Let me just say this. I saw it in IMAX, and I just made air quotes for those of you at home. When I, in my day, when I was a youngin, IMAX was IMAX. It was this huge screen... And you and it, it, it this was different. This was um a regular movie screen for most of the movie, and then when they had an action sequence, it, the the screen would uh, widen on the top and the bottom. That's weird. And if I and I have I have a list, so it was just included. But if I had paid extra price for that, if I was like fuck yeah, Captain Marvel, I'm going to see an IMAX. I'm going to pay the extra five dollars or whatever it is. I would have complained. Like I would have been really disappointed because I remember seeing movies in IMAX a while ago. And like, the screen would be less wide, but it it would be more tall. The whole movie. Yeah. And it was almost like, um, well, you, like, you know, they wouldn't decide which scene we were gonna get the IMAX for. Like, it I, I didn't know that it was only certain scenes. Like, it was really weird and disappointing to me. So, I don't know what that is. Give us send us an email moviecinemafilmpodcast at gmail dot com and tell me what the hell that. What the hell is up with that? Because I don't get it. And now I don't really want to see more movies in IMAX. But I guess I Also, I, I will. think those
0: are some theaters passing off, like, fake IMAX as real IMAX.
1: It was stupid.
0: Because I think the one in Lincoln Square is, like, real IMAX. But I don't think it's real IMAX when it's in Garden State and Palisades.
1: Well, I don't know because I saw... Well, okay. Remember the old IMAX in Palisades that was, like... Down further where that those like weird like more before Levity Live. Yeah. That was a real IMAX theater that, of what I'm talking about. Yes. And then they moved it. Yeah. And now it's this like lame thing. Yes. But I, I don't think I've seen an IMAX at Garden State, but I should try it out because I really don't know.
0: I don't yeah, I don't think they have the good IMAX.
1: <sighs> anyway.
0: Um I don't know. Yeah, like I don't really have a lot to say about the film. Like Samuel L. Jackson was Also really good. Um, I enjoyed him. And I also missed the first couple of minutes. Okay. um, Or the first minute, maybe. Um, But I was a little confused when it started, but I was like, cool. I'm glad that they did it this way.
1: I mean, I barely had any clue what was happening in the first 10 to 20 minutes, and I saw the whole thing, so... I mean, I don't think the first 10 to 20 minutes were interesting or compelling or clear, really, <laughs> at
0: all, so... I think it was a cool attempt. Like, I think the script was probably good, but who directed this film? Um,
1: I don't remember. Oh, it was two... I know that one of them's a, wo- a woman. Like, it was two directors. I'll look it up. But, uh... I think one was Ryan Fleck and, um... I think the woman's name was Anna, or Anna. Hang on. Ryan Fleck, Anna Bowden.
0: Huh. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought there were parts that were done really well, and I thought there were parts that were done poorly. I thought it was cool that they tried to make it more challenging to understand. But, I don't know. What did you think?
1: I thought it was I, I it was better than I expected but I still wasn't crazy about it. I
0: Are there any spoilers anyway? Like do we even need to do a spoiler half to this?
1: Yeah, there's a major spoiler uh. Jordan doesn't even remember
0: <laughs> But like is it something that's gonna make the review better?
1: It's a. I mean, it's a huge spoiler. I think someone who hasn't seen it yet would yeah. be like, what the fuck? But
0: No, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, do we have to even say spoilers in this episode?
1: I think at a certain point we do. Oh, okay. But the thing that I was worried about going in is I thought they were going to be way too heavy-handed with the whole, like, it's a woman, guys. And they were a little bit, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I was expecting. I thought it was really going to be, like, shoved in our faces and... It was at points, but I really like the moment where um, that, like, she's reading a newspaper outside of the bar or whatever and that guy's like talking to her and hitting on her and he's like hey don't you have a smile for me that has happened to me multiple times like that is not just something they threw in there that for some reason that is something that like guys will say like if you don't smile at them when they hit on you they're like why aren't you smiling I'm like maybe because I don't want to be hit on (laughs) like like to me not smiling is an indicator because, like, it's okay if you want to go up to a woman and, like, try to talk to her and try to get her number. Like, if you're a nice person and you're, like, what and you're normal and, like, whatever and you're not doing anything rude, like, that's how you meet people that you might one day date, right? Like, that's fine. I'm not saying no one ever talked to me. I'm, I'm a queen and you can't approach me. But if you approach me and you start flirting with me and I'm not smiling – that's like that to me is a clear indicator without having to be rude and say get the fuck away from me. That's an indicator that I'm not interested. If you come over to me and start flirting with me and I'm smiling back at you and I'm saying like, yeah, like that to me is an indicator of you should keep flirting with me, you know? And so for some reason, men will literally be like oh, come on, like, can't, like, and they'll act like I owe it to them, like, can't I have a smile or something? And I'm like, no, like, why would I smile for you? Like, I'll smile if I feel, a smile should be a genuine thing that comes from inside of you, <laughs> like, you know? And so I really like that they included that because that is very true to life and accurate. And uh, I really liked all the memory aspects of it. Like, I like when they would flash back to her childhood. That I thought was like emotionally effective and I think everybody has to find themselves and she doesn't know who she is and this like most people <laughs> are like who am I what the hell is going on but she literally doesn't know who she is and she's relied on these people to you know shape her and and tell her you're part of this world this is who you are and in reality you know, that's like growing up with your parents and your family. You might grow up in a house where they're saying like, you have to believe in this and you have to do this and you have to have this job and you have to do this or that, but you actually might belong somewhere totally different, you know, and this is just kind of like the metaphor for that, I guess. And so I, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. The thing I really liked was Samuel L. Jackson having a real role in it because he plays Nick Fury in a lot of the Marvel movies. I mean, he's in many of them, but he's just kind of like there. You know, he's just kind of in the background or he has a few lines here or there. Uh, And in this movie, he's really like the co-star to Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and and he is great. I mean, I love Samuel L. Jackson. You know, he's awesome. And he's, they make a good team.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: And I thought, the CGI on his face to make him look younger was perfect. It was perfect. I thought on... What's the other guy's name? Craig? Something? But his partner? I thought that CGI was a little... looked. He just looked a little too shiny. He looked a little too Photoshopped or something. But we all know what Samuel L. Jackson really looked like in the 90s because he was already famous by then. Yeah. And so it could have been very easy to be like, oh, that's not what he really would look like. But it was very... Very, very beautiful work, and I think that person should get an Oscar if they have a... It's weird because you would think that would be under makeup, but because it was CGI, it's probably under special effects.
0: Yeah, it's probably visual effects, which they could win for other stuff, too. Yeah. (laughs) And also, was her suit visual effects?
1: Parts of it. I mean, I don't think... It had to be, yeah. Not the whole thing, but I think definitely parts of it.
0: Like her arms and hands?
1: Yeah, and when it changes, obviously, but... Um, believe it or not that wasn't a magical changing suit
0: (laughs) what? I know what?
1: I know I know I know
0: oh my gosh you ruined my childhood I'm sorry I thought it was real
1: I didn't mean to do that Uh, I thought I thought her friend and her friend's daughter were really cute they were both good like they were both good actresses and I thought that was a good way to include you know people of color without it being like oh here's the token blah 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 they just seem like normal characters that were not written in an annoying way, like so many like token people of color are in movies. So it was just kind of nice, and I liked that whole uh, that whole section of the film where they're like on that ranch with them. That felt like a real movie, right? Like it didn't feel like oh we're in space and like Jude Law's in a space suit, and like look out there's a laser beam ah like that <laughs> that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm so over <laughs> I'm like I don't care. That's why I wasn't crazy about. Infinity War and I don't I don't really like the, I hate actually a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy like I just don't Like when people are purple and blue and like I don't know I I feel like there's so many movies like there's There's movies like E.T. or something like that where you, you even though it's an alien you're like yes I feel this and like I it's amazing and and then some of these the way that they do these Marvel movies though with all these space scenes I just don't get it like I don't think Thanos is an interesting villain. I don't care at all like I don't want to see Captain Marvel face Thanos I don't give a shit at all
0: yeah that's another thing that's hard for me with superheroes is like villains who aren't like real villains or like I don't know Yeah, like it takes me out of it a lot of the time
1: that's why I liked Civil War which is a movie that people were really hot on when it came out and then recently like in retrospect people are like oh that was shitty and I don't think it was because it was like it was like you could see both sides of the argument. It was like Captain Marvel versus Iron Man, and you could see bo- like both of their perspectives like made sense. And they're both heroes, so like you know that they're not just evil. Like that makes it interesting. If there's a villain that's not just like pure evil or whatever, and I know Thanos isn't pure evil, and he has his reasons too, and blah blah blah. I know. Don't email me, but
0: email her. <laughs> <laughs> send it. But, but I send it what, now.
1: <laughs> that's why I liked. Civil War, because that was more interesting to me seeing like two heroes who are on the same side, but then they have an argument, and suddenly there's this other war to deal with, right? Like this internal war. That was cool. And of course, there was like another villain in that movie, but you know what I mean? Like that, that to me was interesting. Like, I would like to see more like heroes versus heroes movies. So that'd be cool. Anyways, what did you think about the 90s element?
0: uh i thought the 90s stuff was cool i thought the humor was good like i i giggled a couple times chuckled whatever um i had more issues with like serious dialogue or like dialogue that was just meant to be like whoa this is a thing Mm -hmm. where i was like this is kind of cheesy whether it was the actors or just like the cutting or stuff like that but i like the 90s stuff it was cool
1: did you like the soundtrack
0: yeah, the soundtrack was good. Yeah, i i
1: thought i thought i thought the just a girl needle drop was i didn't like that even though i love that song
0: very heavy handed
1: yeah i'm like okay got it i get it <laughs> she's girl got it that's that's what i'm talking about that's what i was fearing was more of that stuff i thought they handled most of that well uh but and i liked all the other ninety songs to me it was fun uh, that era of music is so fantastic to me and I also, I thought it was funny that she was wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt, but they didn't play a Nine Inch Nails song.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was wondering if maybe Trent Reznor was like, you can use the shirt, but you can't use the song. <laughs> I'm Sorry. but
0: He knows. scores mad films now.
1: I know. Yeah. He's very prolific in that area. So, let's see what else. Uh... Anything else that I could Oh well I love the blockbuster thing Because I used to love blockbusters so much There's one left in Oregon I kind of want to go just to go to it
0: So they made a blockbuster set It wasn't a real blockbuster
1: No it wasn't I I mean maybe it was formerly a blockbuster But I always look where um, There was a blockbuster in Ramsey A hundred years ago And it's it's now I don't know what it is now Wow a
0: hundred years ago did they yeah. have some good rocks that you could check out? <laughs> they
1: did, yeah. Fossils. Oh, wait,
0: that's bad. A hundred years ago it wasn't rock. <laughs> they had movies. Wait, did they have movies? No, they didn't We're have young, movies. We're young, you guys. We they don't know pictures. what happened a hundred years ago. They had pictures. Okay. And they had books. hundred years so ago. So it was just a library. Uh,
1: what was happening in 1919?
0: Shit was about to hit the fan.
1: It was about to be the Roaring Twenties. Oh, wait, yeah. Prohibition.
0: I skipped over the fun part. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. So what did you think of Bree's performance?
0: Great. As usual, she's good. I like the fact that she was kind of playing this like trauma traumatized character that like didn't know her past, but like she used that to kind of propel her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, like her character wasn't horribly written it was like the characters around her that were badly written mm-hmm. and i feel like she played the character super well mm-hmm.
1: um I, and just like
0: the struggle of not knowing who you are not knowing who's taking advantage of you and yeah, like that kind of thing
1: i thought that she was good too and i've heard a lot of criticism for her performance but people are always saying, like, well, she didn't do that good of a job, but also, like, she wasn't written well, so what was she supposed to do? And I don't know, like, I I really liked her performance. I feel like it's really hard, not that it was, not that her character was badly written, but it's really hard to play a character who doesn't know who she is. Like, and I thought... And people are saying she had no personality, but she did. She was, like, a very dry person. Like, that is that is a personality trait. You she know what I a, mean? She was
0: a scientist. She was, like, the smart, like, yes, I will... I'm going to research this and figure it out.
1: Yeah. And, and like, she, she
0: was also brave and, like, would go and take challenging missions not knowing whether or not she would come back.
1: Right. And she's kind of, like, a little sarcastic and she suffers no fools. Like, like when that... Like, there was a lot of... Women that when the guy would say, "Oh, can I have a smile?" like they would just smile because they're scared that they, they don't know is he going to get pissed at me and like follow me home or is he it, like whatever? Like they would just smile. Like she's not going to do that because she's like, "Fuck you!" Like that's a personality. That's a personality trait. Yeah. Like another person would have a different reaction to it. A tougher like, a, and I don't mean tougher meaning strength. I mean like like someone who. uh isn't someone who is less likely to deal with bullshit might have like said fuck you get away from me to the guy or might have tried to punch him or or something like that like these are all different reactions that a woman might have had to that and her reaction is part of her personality so like I really don't agree with that and I'm not saying that like oh people who feel that way are sexist because I feel like any criticism of this film people are like you're sexist and that's why I was afraid to criticize Black Panther because I didn't want people to call me a racist because these movies have two things these movies have something in common which is that a lot of the reaction to the film is like uh, social and political rather than just judging it on the merits of themselves you know and it's like I wasn't crazy about Black Panther but I didn't want to like say that because I was like I don't want to diminish like what a milestone this is you know so I was like I'm not going to like give all my little like criticisms of it when you know it's just amazing that this is happening and i don't want to take anything away from that so i kind of feel the same way about this movie when it comes to like the fact that it's a woman but i think that you can like criticize this movie and not be sexist and you can also like love this movie and not love it just because it's a woman you know
0: yes for sure um
1: should we get into spoilers?
0: Spoilers, 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 spoilers. We are
1: going to talk about spoilers in Captain Marvel, so please turn this off if you haven't seen it. Yes. Okay. So, so obviously, we find out that she is not from that planet. She was a human being.
0: Yes, is. which like I feel like is why she acted the way that she did because she had forgot her humanity because she had just become like this robot that was like contracted out, mm-hmm. which is like why I was okay with like bad acting if it was like bad acting because I feel like the whole point of the film is that she becomes human
1: mm-hmm. again. I love when she realized that uh, like she's she has these powers and she's very powerful, but then she realizes that actually she's been phoning it in. And that she's actually 10 fucking times more powerful than she even thought she was. And I think that, again, like, is a huge metaphor for just being a person. Like, I think everybody reaches that point where, I don't know, it's really weird. It's hard to explain. But, like, I've noticed this with my own thing with, like, running a business. It's like... You really are limitless. I mean, of course, there's physical limitations. Unlike Captain Marvel, she doesn't have those. <laughs> the rest of us human beings do have physical limitations. Obviously, like there are limitations in the world, but like...
0: Us mortals who haven't been in nuclear explosions. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you... I'll, I Like, I'll, I'll, I'll think of something and I'll be like, oh, well, why don't we do this? And then I'm like, no, it's whatever. And then I'm like, wait, no, I can do that. This is my company.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, fuck you. I'm doing, this. you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I just made this decision.
0: Like, well, this well that's why improv is great. Yes. And mm, you could always yes. build off of what you did before.
1: Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's like we don't and I don't think people realize their own strength until they need to use it which I guess this is something we'll also talk about in the in the next episode, which we're doing Five Feet Apart. But I just love that. And I, I actually got emotional. I got emotional a few times in the movie and I didn't think that would happen because I usually don't with Marvel films. I feel like a lot of them are very surface level. And if anything gets me there, it's the performances. Like I think Robert Downey Jr.'s excellent. Mark Ruffalo, you know, I love a lot of the actors in these. But as far as plot, I, I just doesn't really get me but that that got me like when she was like oh my god I'm so much more powerful than I even know every person has to have that moment in their yeah. life at some point it's just not with radioactive beams of light <laughs> unless it is in which case congratulations
0: you are blessed yeah if that is you
1: and I also love the scene where she told off Jude Law um yeah for she,
0: the young pope
1: right exactly uh, she's when she said, uh, I don't have anything to prove to you. It's awesome. Because, and again, it's not just like, it's not, I mean, it's like you can relate to it as a woman, but it's not just for women. It's like everyone has those figures in their life, whether it's parents or, you know, someone they work for or something like that, you know, where you realize like if you, you get to a point where you're self actualized and you're like self confident and you don't feel like you need to prove anything to anyone and you're just like, this is it, like, this is what I am.
0: That would be a good uh, sketch character is, like, Republican man who's, like, all about women's empowerment movies because, like, he's like, that's my story, that's my story.
1: (laughs) guys, Jordan never stops on the comedy. He's always planning new shows, sketches, everything. It's It's nonstop.
0: He's just like the Democrats are trying to divide us. Like they're trying to tell me that this movie isn't for me, that this movie is about woman empowerment, but it's about me and my empowerment.
1: He's like Black Panther is for me. I may have white skin. <laughs> but on the inside, I am that I am Michael B. Jordan.
0: Wakanda, that's a truly American story.
1: <laughs> right. I use Wakanda toothpaste, so Yeah. So I don't know any other any other spoiler related moments that you would like to discuss.
0: I don't really have a lot to a lot more to say about this movie because I feel like this is the type of movie that like people who are gonna see it are gonna see it. And people who aren't gonna see it aren't gonna see it. Like I think there are superhero fans who are going to see it no matter what. I think there are women who are gonna see it no matter what, and mm-hmm. I think there are people who might stumble upon it because they're like it's the only thing playing to end, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah. It was a solid film. If you're not into superhero movies, I don't think you're going to like it. Like,
1: Well, what do you think about... First of all, I know you've seen Black Panther. You've, you've not seen the Thor movies. Have you seen any of Iron Man, Captain America?
0: I've seen some of Iron Man. Like, early stuff.
1: Um, okay. So, what do you think about... I don't know if you, how much you read about all this stuff, but they are saying that none. Captain... None, okay. So they're saying Captain Marvel is actually more powerful than any other Marvel superhero that has come before her. And I would say people argue about who is the most powerful, literally, they all have different powers. Yeah. Some of them are, like I said, um, Black Widow's human, Hawkeye's human, and they have like skills. And when they all work together... You know, they all are involved with different... They're all in different locations and they're all using their specific powers for whatever. But really, if you just had Hulk and Thor, I mean, they could... They're probably... I mean, they're, like, the most powerful. So they could probably, like, just do everything, honestly. But then there's Doctor Strange who has magic. And when when Doctor Strange came into it, I'm like, why are any of them doing anything? Because he has magic. So if he can just fucking disappear... What is the like I don't necessarily know that they should have brought literally just like magic into it. You know what I
0: mean? Because
1: like although Thor is technically magical, too, because he just has this giant hammer and he's like this otherworldly being. It's like, okay. at least he has he also has like strengths and weaknesses. I mean, I know Doctor Strange has weaknesses, too, but I don't know. I just when the whole magic element of it. I'm like, damn, I don't know. But uh, so, yeah, what do you think about her possibly being the most powerful of all of them?
0: I think that's cool, like I think that works out. Um and I think that's like I don't know, but helps can... the realism that like there was an explosion and she got these powers from the explosion and like if that hypothetically could happen then everything else follows. What can she really do though? Like I like, I don't I, I I'm I'm not
1: saying that they're wrong. I'm sure they're right if that's what they're saying. I just don't know like what is what exactly are her powers? Like she can shoot like fireballs, but then at the and like lasers, but like what exact Like I don't. Did you like pick more up up <laughs> than I did? Like I don't know exactly what she can do.
0: No, I don't really know to be honest.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll see in and like a
0: hot, high tolerance for pain. Yeah, like that seemed like it was kind of the thing.
1: And she can because like fly? all the flashbacks
0: were kind of painful flashbacks. Yeah, like her getting back up after she fails. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just in general, like I'd almost prefer that there were superheroes that were just created for the cinematic universe, like a new cinematic, like superhero universe, as opposed to like being like, oh, we're going to make this like cartoon character who has all this history and we're going to fit it all into a two hour movie or a three hour movie with like 25 different characters. Like, it almost feels like they just cheapen it by making it into a short movie because they have to make it for the lowest common denominator, too. So I think that could be one of the things that I have trouble with. Like, I would have liked to know more about Captain Marvel and, like, watch more of the human aspects of it. But it was just like, oh, it's just one movie. And they're doing all this background, but then they also have to do the plot of that movie. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's tough to make a superhero movie. That's, like, why I wouldn't make a superhero movie or want to make a superhero movie, because it's just like, you're literally like explaining a different universe to people, and then you have to go into a story that's also compelling, and also makes sense, and doesn't lose people.
1: Mm, yeah. Alright, any final thoughts?
0: Go see it if you want to. <laughs> uh, also, watch Us. We're going to be doing a podcast. If you haven't seen Five Feet Apart, we're also going to have... Our next episode is that.
1: I'm going to be in Florida, so you'll get Brendan and Jordan, which they're basically the same person, so get ready for that.
0: Brendan also says hi. He misses you guys. He couldn't be here today because he had to work.
1: Aw.
0: Yeah, but... Thanks for listening, guys. Um, This Saturday at Rhino, there's stand-up. A lot of great comics coming in. Um... Next week, the f- weekend of March 30th, is the Rhino Show, and Yay. that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'll so be- sad
1: I'm going to miss it. I hate missing their shows. Yeah.
0: They're so freaking good. They're amazing. They've been performing for like two years together, so they really have it down. They know each other. Um, Thursday nights in April, we're going to be having Happy Hour Comedy! Woo! So if you listen to this podcast, you should come out because I'll probably be bartending on most of those Thursdays. So come hang out with me. We're going to be doing improv. Stand up. Yeah, I'll make you a sandwich. Um, I'm trying to think. What else do we have coming up? Uh, Happy Hour Thursdays. Oh, auditions. If you're a funny person, you should audition for the improv troupe that is forming. Auditions are March 31st and April 3rd at night uh you could check out all of that information on rhinocomedy.com. leah do you have any plugs we're gonna be up in beacon tomorrow uh tonight probably by the time i release this episode march 22nd
1: once upon a princess and j.com. follow me online uh follow us once upon a princess NJ is our instagram
0: Also, we're bringing a comedy variety show to Rhino in April, April 6th at 8 p.m. Mark your calendars. It's going to be a wild show. We have comedians coming in from California, from Connecticut, from New York. It's going to be a wild mashup of a bunch of funny people and crazy stuff is going to happen. I can guarantee that we have some weird stuff planned that's going to blow your mind and you're going to laugh, too. Yep. Peace out. Start thinking of birthday gifts for me and Leah.
1: Please. Mine's April 8th. What's yours? April 5th?
0: Yeah. Yo. So, Woo. Joint cool, cool.
1: birthday party.
0: Bow, 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 <laughs> Bye. This has been a Rhino Comedy production. Rhinos underscore r underscore funny on Instagram. RhinoComedy.com Rhino Comedy on Facebook, 96 Lafayette Ave, Sufferin, New York.